we are going to start at the Stade Pierre Morois, where the scene was set second against first. Paris Saint-Germain, though, 20 points clear. Avoid defeat and they would be crowned champions. Let's see how it went with Robbie Thompson. Tigoni's ball in, it's not a bad one, but it's an own goal. Tom Avernier. Jonathan Iconi, the former Paris Saint-Germain player, with the ball in from the left wing. Tom Avernier saw it very, very late and couldn't react in time. And now the break is on, lovely pass from Iconi for Pepe. Is this the chance? Nicola Pepe! Makes it 2-1, his 19th goal of the season. Here's the little pass from Iconi again, with Bumper's shot! And that's three! Jonathan Iconi, again with the pass. And Jonathan Bumper with his 11th goal of the season. The ball in, the header! Oh, and they've scored again! And it's the Brazilian youngster, Gabriel. Unbelievable. Paris Saint-Germain imploding here. The header, it is five. The captain, Jose Font. Well, this is unbelievable. Paris Saint-Germain, who are on track to set a record points haul to equal the fastest ever Ligue 1 champions in a season. And they are being taught an absolute lesson here at the Stade Pierre Mauroy. Lille 5, Paris Saint-Germain 1. Well, Robbie, absolutely incredible. Paris Saint-Germain conceding five goals in a league game for the first time since 2000. It was, it was quite a night. Tell us... Tell us how Lille did this, because I think above all, we need to, of course, we'll talk about PSG and what went wrong for them. But we have to give this Lille side credit. They've been astonishing this season. Well, I always said in recent weeks that Lille are a side that can go all the way to the Champions League. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah. it was, I was trying a... to work it out with Armel just before. What's the opposite of the kiss of death? Because that's basically what I, what I did to, to, to Lille and Lyon. The slap of love? Or... Yeah, something. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Let's be really negative and, and they've turned it around. They, they were impressive. I don't think there was anything revolutionary or perhaps surprising about how Lille played. We know how they played. The, the most surprising thing is perhaps that they were able to do it. But as a Paris Saint-Germain supporter, which I am, I think there are very clearly reasons. Already, Paris Saint-Germain, you take out three players plus four players with Marquinhos, who is a defensive player. You lose Thiago Silva in the first half, who's your captain and most experienced defender. At the back, you had Kimpembe, Kerrer and Dagba, a right-back who's started eight games or five games in Ligue 1 for Paris Saint-Germain. So there's inexperience at the back. Then you lose Meunier. Then you have Juan Bernat sent off. So you're down to 10 men. It's 1-1. You score an own goal to open the scoring for the, op for the opposition. The red card for me, yes, it's a red card. He held his arm. But it's a soft red card. Uh, Juan Bernat was sent for off Juan for, for just tugging back Nicola Pepe. For, for holding his hand, which, which he did do. There's no there's letter of the law, it's holding a red card. Hand. And then, start of the second half, Tilo Kerrer has an incredible chance from a, from a free kick from Paredes to head Paris in front from three yards out. And he manages to put it wide. And a minute later, 
Lil score. So that's the scenario of the game. That's how Lil end up in front. Now, from that point, Paris Saint-Germain want a draw to win the title. So they keep trying to play football, a man down with, with no defence at the back, just these kids. Well, Presnel Kimpembe, an excellent defender, World Cup winner. But things went against Paris. And then instead of trying to shut the game down and defend, they kept trying to play. Okay. And that was their mistake. That Probably. was the error of the team. And they concede... Well, five goals. While we're on the excuses, I'll just uh, add... It's an interpretation I'll of what happened I'll just add that the, the PSG president, Nasser Al-Khalifi, was furious with the referee, as were a lot of the players. Um, certain VAR decisions, the, uh, the sending off in particular. Thomas Tuchel came out and he wasn't so, fu- so furious with the, with the referee. He was more furious with his own club. He came out and said, I've had to cobble together teams, basically. He didn't say that exactly that, but he said, I've had 14 or 15 players... I've, I don't have the players. We haven't replaced Rabiot. We haven't replaced Lassana Diara. And he was really angry. Um, you know, I'm not sure how Nasser... Well, Al-Khalifi this is the will, third game in a row where they haven't that. had so the six excuses, substitutes yeah, but, on the bench. Okay, nobody outside of Paris Saint-Germain, Robbie, is going to be feeling sympathy at the moment for Thomas Tuchel or for Paris Saint-Germain. Regardless of the absences, Dave, they, they shouldn't be losing 5-1 to anybody in Liga. We all like Thomas Tuchel, but uh, most coaches would get criticism for being tactically naive the way Paris Saint-Germain played into Lille's hands by leaving that much space in behind the defence and as they did against Strasbourg the previous week exactly and regular listeners to the podcast will know that I'm not Jonathan Ikone's biggest fan but I thought he had a very good game <laughs> last night I, I am one of, one of Jonathan Ikone's big Pepe's fans goal. <laughs> yeah, and, and the pass for Jonathan Bomber's goal was superb as well it, it was like it was like Tuchel hadn't seen Lille play all season even though he'd talked them up in everything that he said talking about their transitional play and their pace But if you play that higher line and you don't actually manage to get a line in place, which was the problem for the Bomber goal, then you're going to concede goals. And Lille played superbly. Paris Saint-Germain, we said this in last week's podcast, any team in the world would struggle without Neymar, Cavani and Di Maria. And Uh, Marquinhos now. But once you lose that man, once you lose Juan Bernat, there's no shame in playing for the point. You You don't have to try and kick on and win the match and rely on Kylian Mbappe, you can play a bit deeper. But Armel, is there any chance that Paris Saint-Germain could do a Genesio with Thomas Tuchel? Because he has this contract extension apparently on the table. Mm. PSG haven't made it official yet. Apparently everything's been agreed. To do a Genesio is, uh, is what we say now in France for when you take your contract <laughs> away and because uh, Genesio was going to extend Can you just sign this? Oh, sorry. No, actually. <laughs> and Jean-Michel Olas changed his Speaking mind. That, I haven't seen your contract yet, Max. <laughs> <laughs> Armel, what, 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 what do you think? It's too cool. Surely he's going to sign his extension. Yeah, I do think so. He'd really have to continue complaining about the club for the next, what, six games, actually seven games left for PSG. Well, I think we all understand his point now, don't we? He's been at it for, for the last six weeks at least. Yeah, but I mean... Overall in the season, okay, Champions League disappointment, but he has been a breath of fresh air in terms mm. of man management. You can see the way he's close to Neymar and killing Mbappe, etc. So I do think that he is the right man for the job currently. At least give him another year. Emery had two years, so at least give Tuchel another year. And But the thing that does go against him is he's now had three opportunities to get his team to wrap up the title you look back to the likes of Laurent Blanc, give him one opportunity to win the title at Troyes, 9-0, they finish it. So has Tuchel got, tactically, he's got things wrong, but man management might save him in terms of keeping his contract 
through to the next yeah. season. Yeah, but it, it's tarnishing PSG season, isn't it? Somewhat this this kind of you know trying to get over the line, but absolutely. I think there's a there's every season, it, whether it was under Laurent Blanc, whether it was under Unai Emery, once the title was secured, which is not the case yet, there is this relaxation. Whether it's subconscious or not, the players just take their foot off the gas. And there's no denying that that has happened at the moment with this Paris Saint-Germain squad. That There are injuries. And I think I often think back to that period when we started the pod and we were talking about how difficult it was for Thierry Henry with his 15 players out injured, not to mix everything up. But Tuchel is working with a, a squad, reduced squad, missing some of its best elements. It's not easy for him mentally. There's no doubt that the club was struck very, very hard by that elimination against Manchester think, United. And a lot of people in the media and everywhere are talking, well, Manchester United, season's finished now for Paris Saint-Germain. They're, they're going to win the league. They're 20 points clear. And this is seeping into the squad. The players are hearing this just repetitively. Season's finished, season's finished, season's finished. And that, well, this is the reaction now. You have the players, when they're struggling like this, mentally and physically, this is the performance. It also shows how difficult it is to do what Paris have done so far this season, to be so far in front, because Lille are a very good side. Leon beat them as well. Very good side. And what Paris have achieved until the last three weeks in Ligue 1 has been exceptional. I thought what Kylian Mbappe said was fair enough last night. It was brilliant what he said after Thomas Tuchel time. tried to play it down. I understand why he did that. That's his job as the coach. But when Kylian Mbappe on national TV says we played like novices and we didn't play with enough personality to use a very French word well, I'm not quite sure how we character yeah. character is the right mm. word yeah thanks Rob no good problem. job you're here um, <laughs> but I, I like that from Mbappe we talked about Tovan speaking frankly last week mm. after a setback for Marseille and that is what I want to see from a 20 year old I want him to be honest about his performances and the team's performances exactly he said it was unacceptable to lose like that you can lose a football match but not like that but I thought another thing Kylian Mbappe said for a 20 year old shows great great awareness and, and understanding. He was asked the question by the, the journalist at full time. So is it basically, is this the crisis? What happened? Is this a problem with Paris Saint-Germain? Is this an endemic crisis problem? And he said, whoa, 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 settle down. Let's not go too far. We've lost one match. We're going to be champions. Yes, we were terrible on the pitch tonight. This is not a problem with the club. This is a problem yeah. with the players that played this 90 it's minutes. An it's an off night and Paris Saint-Germain should. But do Paris Saint-Germain have the right to have off nights? And I'll just, one last thing from me on yes. this. You're going to say Kylian Mbappe shouldn't have been on the pitch at the end of the match for the stamp, right? Obviously. I'm going to say <laughs> that there's a great line from the 1961 film The Hustler where Fast Eddie says, the Paul Newman character, you can beat me, but I'm still the best. <laughs> Robbie, you've lost me. You've totally lost me there, but that's fine. Back to the football. I'm more comfortable there. Um, Armel, we've, we, we've got to give credit. I've, I've just mentioned the fact that PSG can and probably will win the league, although we said that last week, but they probably will win the league away to Nantes on, on Wednesday night. If they don't do it on Wednesday night, if they lose the game, then they host Monaco on Sunday. They'll need to get a point and Lille will need to keep winning. PSG are going to will win be the champions. league. They will be champions. We'll keep on saying that. And as Robbie's been saying pod. all along, Lille will finish second. Exactly. Thank you, Dave. Well, exactly. This I wanted to move the conversation on to Lille because uh, they they were sensational last night. It's been a, an unbelievable turnaround. They were in relegation trouble, big relegation trouble when Galtier took over in December 2017. They just about survived last year. A few shrewd signings later, Nicola Pepe has uh, stepped up as well this season. He's moved to another level without a question. Armel, the turnaround has has just been absolutely sensational. Perhaps. The biggest turnaround in terms of a team being transformed 
in in modern French football history. Absolutely. This was a club that last year looked to be sinking under new ownership that had big ideas but didn't seem to have the... Uh... And the Marcelo Bielsa effect as well. <laughs> the Marcelo Bielsa a, effect, a of course, which was part of that, Lille. bringing them down. And Nicolas Pepe, yes, he did score goals last season, but he's taken on such a such a huge role in the current campaign. I think he's now top of the assists charts too, as well as 19 being... 19 and 10 assists, so level with... 10, 11, didn't he get two last night? Ah, oh, two, yes. Yeah, it'd be 11, two, ahead of Savagny and yeah. Angel Di Maria now. There we go. You're so right. um, he's he's an example of, on the pitch, how far this, this team have come. Uh, let's not forget also they were missing someone who'd have had great fun against Paris Saint-Germain's defence last night, which was Raphael Leal, someone that they signed as part of their development program, signing these young players who's proved that he is very much uh, the talent they thought he was yeah. going to be this season. And his input, Raphael Leal's input, and of course Christophe Gaultier, who I think we've mentioned before, didn't really believe he was going to keep Lille up last season. It's been an incredible season for and, Lille, uh, and it, they've been a very, very entertaining team to watch, most of all. Raphael Leal, one of the players that uh, Lille have said this weekend will be staying in the summer. Luis Campos, the sporting director, said that. However, Gerard Lopez, the club president, said that... Uh, they will be likely selling four or five players, which is obviously slightly worrying news as far as Lille are concerned. that's how it works. That's, that's the, how it that's works. The business who, Dave, who are the four or five that are going? I guess uh, we all know that Nicola Pepe will be going if they get the offer that, that they want for him. Yeah, definitely Pepe and how they use the money they'll get in for him will be the exactly. key that's to their the next key. season that's because that's where the really big money will come from. Um, you expect Thiago Mendes to move on, that he was close mm -hmm. to leaving in January and as for the other two, well, take your pick. And they'll be tested by offers. And Kevin Malqui wasn't meant to go last well, Selic, summer. But the Turkish right back. That was what I was thinking mm. of Jellic. Um, You've got to think about financially as well, where you're going to make your money. And that uh, Selic, I think well, they bought for yeah. 2 million or 2.5 million. And they, they obviously million. think Liao will be probably you know, worth a lot more in a year well, or Liao two. Liao is also is very complicated because Liao, is, uh, his contract is uh, being looked at by FIFA, I think, because he cancelled his contract with Sporting Lisbon after the players were attacked. Lots of players left. Jelson Martins is another one who, who left sporting somewhat under a cloud when the players were attacked by fans. So they all left for free. And now Sporting Lisbon want a, a lot of money back for Rafael Leao and Martins, for example. So look, it's not clear exactly yet what's, what's going to happen there. And you'd hope Bomber stays on for another season um, because I think he'll be worth a lot more come 2020 as well. And there are also other players like Thiago Maia who could leave. Who, they could be one of the, the four or five that could leave and we've never seen them. I think as well as players, a key uh, part of Lille's summer in building for next season will be holding on to Luis Campos. There's a lot of big True. European yeah. clubs looking for sporting directors and he is... There are. One of those with the biggest reputation. Arsenal as well as the big European clubs. Just uh, This is Lille's best ever season in terms of points now, with 64 points after 32 games. They've won the, the league three times. They never had as many points as they have now after 32 matches. But just one final point for the biggest ever turnaround. I can think of one. Nantes escaping relegation on the final day of the 2000 season and then winning the league a year later was uh, quite impressive I can as well. think of some turnarounds the other way round as well where teams have been very good one year and pretty hopeless the next but I don't need to go Monaco. into those. I've got, I've got a team that won the title after winning promotion but I've just got a doubt as to who it was. I was working on that, that feature. Ah, it's going to come to me.